another episode of Generic Conversations. I'm your host, Jen Amos. Generic is spelt with a J, as in my name, Jen Amos. Generic is a combination of my name, Jen, and the word generic. Generic is defined as the characteristic of or relating to a class or group of things. So with that said, my intention for the show is to engage in relatable conversations with universal lessons for everyday individuals. Honestly, I've gone back and forth on how I wanted to approach this show for a long time. I had sought out business coaches and ran my ideas by my friends uh, to get to this place. And honestly, it came down to how I enjoyed conversing with people, which is really to get to the heart of why they do what they do. Now on the surface, we can be easily impressed by someone's accolades, reputation, profession, etc. What I am finding from all of these incredible individuals that I have had the opportunity to have conversations with so far is that many of us actually didn't intend to be where we are today. And the story behind that has been so fascinating to me. And I hope that it's been fascinating for you too. With that said, I'm excited to dive into today's conversation. And before I do, I have announcements as always. If you are interested in receiving the latest updates for generic conversations, or you want to be in community with me and the people I've had the opportunity of featuring on this show, consider signing up for the newsletter at genericpodcast.com. Remember, generic is with a J as in Jen, Jack, Jill, Jaguar, etc. Genericpodcast.com. Hope you could be a part of it. You never know the goodies that are going to come out of it. You just never know. I don't even know. But we both will know if you subscribe. Secondly, I am formulating a mastermind. Still working out the kinks of it, of course, but if you have enjoyed the vibe of the show so far and you want to be held accountable for whatever it is you're up to right now and you want to do it with people like me and people who've been on our show, consider signing up for the mastermind waiting list. Once again, you can get that either in the show notes of this episode or by visiting genericpodcast.com. If this is your first episode, I encourage you to listen to the trailer of season one to learn a little bit more about the show and the type of people the show is for and also who the show is not for. And with that, you'll get a better idea of the type of people I hope to be surrounded with in my mastermind. And so my third announcement is actually my best announcement. Save the best for last. Have you ever considered starting a podcast or are you looking to continue learning how to grow your podcast? But more importantly, have you ever participated in attempting a world record? Well, I got some exciting news for you. PodFest Global Summit, which is from August 10th to the 15th of 2020 this year, is attempting a Guinness World Records title for the largest attendance for a virtual podcasting conference in one week. So if you are someone that is looking to start or grow your podcast and you want to attempt a world record and you want to do this all for free, consider getting your ticket at the PodFest Global Summit. All you have to do is visit genericconversations.com. Once again, that's generic with a J and conversations is in plural, genericconversations.com 
to get the direct link to my sponsors and you will see that the PodFest Global Summit link will be available right there in the top above all of my sponsors at the time of this recording, of course. So check that out, or you could check out the show notes of this episode, or even just go to my main website, genericpodcast.com to RSVP and get your ticket. Once again, these tickets are free and they are filling up fast. The Global Summit takes place from August 10th to the 15th. And hey, if you are interested in actually upgrading your ticket because they do offer other options there, consider finding my contact info in the show notes and I'll be happy to hook you up with a major discount. Once again, check out genericconversations.com or genericpodcast.com or the show notes of this episode. I've given you so many options to find a way to sign up for the PodFest Global Summit for free. You are so welcome. Thank you so much for listening to my announcements. Now let's go ahead and dive in into today's interview. Today's conversation with Usama Zaid Bashir Salam will have you thinking about how LinkedIn can be a tool to not just build your professional reputation, but to get to know people from across the world. The importance of slowing down to really understand, connect, and be of service to others, and what he learned from bullying and discrimination at a young age. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you enjoy my conversation with Usama. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Generic Conversations, where I'm very fortunate to have candid conversations with amazing individuals that'll have you say, I needed this. I'm Jen Amos, your show host, and I'm grateful to have you join us for today. For today's conversation is with Usama Zaid Bashir Salam. Usama is a master student of business association, a researcher, lifelong learner, and motivator. And he's always inspired by everyone and willing to learn from anyone. Usama, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me, Jen. Yeah, it's my absolute pleasure. I'm just excited to have conversations with so many different people around the world, because why not? It's a great way to educate ourselves and to orally share stories and experiences and ultimately learn from one another. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's the way how it goes with life, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Usama, a lot of interesting things are happening, you know, given the time of this recording. Right now, it's June 5th at the time of this recording of 2020. And for people that are getting to know you for the first time, why don't you share a snapshot of your life today, particularly what keeps you excited or busy nowadays? Yeah, so my name is Usama Zabishu Salim. I was born and raised in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. I attended an international school where I went to elementary, primary, as well as secondary school. I acquired the British curriculum, but didn't get adjusted to the accent, of course, because something mm. really complicated. And of course, as soon as when I was done over there, and then I traveled to the Turkish Republic of Northern Cyprus, where I currently I am, where mm-hmm. I did my undergrad in business administration, graduated with distinctions, did very well. Mm. And then afterwards, for like eight months, I worked as a business development associate back in Saudi Arabia. Mm. And as soon as I gained enough experience, I decided to return back and to continue my master's degree, which I got a very good scholarship, considering the fact that because I studied before. Mm -hmm. And LinkedIn has been actually a part of my life for the past like 
almost now two years, two to three years, something, but I have been very active for the past year and a half. I've mm-hmm. been socializing with people, getting to know the people, and I've got to know the value of actually what is it like to connect with people, mobilize with people, learn from people from across the globe. And I just learned a quote that says, one for all and all for one. Mm. If one gets hurt, all get hurt at the same time. If one mm. learns and laughs, everybody does the same. And according to Amy Carmine, she said, you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. And I mean, I learned the real success in this life is giving. Mm. As Tony Robinson said, the secret of living is giving. And indeed, it brings a lot of valuable things into our lives by just sharing and mobilizing everyone that's in front of us. So yeah. Wow, that's awesome, Usama. You sound very well educated. And, you know, I only finished my four year bachelor degree, which took me five years <laughs> to actually finish <laughs> over here in the States. And it's really awesome. It sounds like you are very self aware, very cultured from what it sounds like. And I especially like that you are very active on LinkedIn. My husband is a big LinkedIn buff. In fact, we are actually teaching LinkedIn classes right now for people in our network in our community. And so I think it's really awesome that you have used LinkedIn as a tool to just, you know, spark conversation with people. How did you know that LinkedIn or how did you, you know, choose LinkedIn to kind of be your space to really network with people all over the world? Mm, Interesting. Because in LinkedIn, people, they're they're being authentic to the best of their possibilities. Mm-hmm. They're sharing wherever possible. Unlike other social medias, like for LinkedIn, it has this effectiveness. The more you comment, the more you're active, the magic happens. Mm, you see, true. as they say, double the trouble and make a bubble. Double the <laughs> pleasures and you get the success out of it, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, so you put that one in there. You put in the word to start to see the magic. People out of nowhere, either it's a CEO or a CFO, they'll start reaching out to you and they'll tell you, oh, that insight, your insight was really powerful. I'd like to connect more with you. And if you can share some of your insights about our company. And, you know, that's how you build, yeah. by building relationship. As opposed to other social platforms like for Facebook, and all of them are really good. But actually, people, they present the outer space, like the external, the external mm-hmm. pictures, like imagining of the world that they're living a wonderful life, but deep inside, they aren't too happy. Mm. That's why one of the actually our current and leading dilemma of our day and age where depression is on the rise. I mean, it's almost mm. everywhere and anywhere, regardless True. of where people live. So actually, what I try to really do is to reach out people who are ever who are in need of help, and I make myself open and available, regardless, without expecting anything in return. Like I try to be a source of good towards people mm. and that I can benefit in return. And it's actually good to reach out to people because we, in this day and age, we're living in times where people are just so busy to themselves. And as I remember on your podcast where you say, when you share your own story, it's actually not selfish, it's selfless. Mm-hmm. You mean, mm-hmm. as and also which connects with the quote of Gandhi when he said, find yourself exhausted in the service of others, right? Yeah, and then we're supposed to be somebody that we are able to make everybody. Some of the richest people on the face of this globe, actually, they don't even have money. Mm. And some of the wisest people, they don't even have education. And some of the kindest and nicest people, they get hurt the most. But out of all are those that are productive, 
or those that have learned a lot and then they're willing to pass the message to the next because it has a domino effect in this world and that mm-hmm. is a true motivation not for just this generation for the ultimate for those that are upcoming through and eventually that will bark out for others to follow and ponder yeah absolutely i love that you have just this desire to understand anyone you know anyone from you know people from all walks of life i think that you know given today's times people are very hypersensitive to just the smallest assumption or the smallest comment that can get blown up nowadays. And I just love that you focus on understanding first and focus on connection and building a relationship with people. And I think that, as you had mentioned, people are so busy. People don't have a lot of time nowadays, especially given like how so many of us have to juggle with so many things, given the current circumstances <laughs> of our times, that it is hard to sometimes slow down and just connect with people and say, hey, how can I help? You know, what do you need to vent about? Like, I want to be here to connect with you and listen to you and see if there's any way I can help. And I admire your desire to connect with people. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm learning it from you and multiple other people. Oh, <laughs> well, I try. I try. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. <laughs> awesome, Usama. Yeah, for sure. I think that's really beautiful to just be kind of a student of the world right now and a student of just anyone and everyone and how you're utilizing LinkedIn to do that. My husband and I, we use it for more business-related purposes. And so we have kind of a little more of the same type of people in our network. Like for us, we focus specifically on U.S. military families. But the reason why I started Generic Conversations is a little bit because of why you network on LinkedIn the way that you do. Like I want to have conversations with anyone and everyone. And I just think it's awesome that you are using LinkedIn in that way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much for all the good wordings. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. It's my pleasure. So, Usama, the purpose of Generic Conversations is really to share a personal discovery. And the reason why I like doing this is I like to promote personal responsibility, like kind of being the change that you want to see or looking within yourself to find the answers. And so I'd love to hear a little bit about your personal discovery. In our notes here, you've mentioned that growing up, you have experienced bullying and discrimination. And so I'd love to hear from you personally, your story and what personal discovery has come out of your experiences. Mm-hmm. Interesting. To me, honestly, I considered as an experience, which actually was pretty good. For me, because as growing up from a young age, actually, I used to be that kind of guy when I was really young, I was like more into fights. So whoever that gets to roast me in front of people and stuff like that, I used to head for the fight and stuff. But as soon as when I was like a teenage, like around 14, 15, by that by that momentum, mm-hmm. I started being really quiet and I became an introvert. I became towards myself. This is the moment when discrimination took place, racism. Mm-hmm. I was called all sorts of names that were really, really like completely explicit. I mean, the words that used to say, it used to hurt me. So behind closed doors, I used to, I used to cry behind closed doors. I never mm-hmm. used to show it to the world. Because they used to say, oh, you're a loser. No one would like you. You're, you know, all those kind of things. And it used to hurt. Those comments actually used to hurt so badly. Mm -hmm. But honestly, a lot of people will be looking up to you. A lot of people will be thriving to be around you. They'll be so comfortable talking to you. So whatever people they had to say is just a blast from the last. 
Mm. So you just have to aim up high, up the sky. Don't worry because emotions and dreams can never dry. Take good care of yourself and leave the petty friends under the shelf. So actually, all of those kind of pointers, I just put it to my hand. It was difficult, you know, to undergo through that battle like every single day, day after day after day. It was just being embedded, constantly embedded, like bullying, physically being pushed around, being criticized Mm. in front of everyone. But what really helped me is I used to love writing. From a young age, even if it was not like in proper grammar whatsoever, but of course we learned with experience. With age comes experience by reading, writing, and all of that gets merged and multiplied. So I used to just write because writing was the best inspiration of all. Where I just used to keep notes. I used to write it to myself. Like, I am planning to be someone in future where I'll be able to stand for people, to stand against injustice, to stand against discrimination, racism, to stand against oppression, regardless of where the person is from, regardless where the group of people are from, what their religion background, no matter what. I'm going to be doing that and I wouldn't allow it to happen across of me or whatever that goes around me. Because honestly, looking back, and I wrote also that I would be able to speak in a way where I'll be basically, someone wouldn't be disrespecting me. Mm. Where how it is, I wouldn't allow someone to do that to me or to anybody else. I'll mm-hmm. be always standing up for that's good, like enjoying the good and forbidding the evil. Because every evil has a consequence. Mm. So I kept that to myself. And I said, like, I'm going to be hopefully by after a reasonable period of time, I'm going to be hopefully well known. And I'll be keeping the same humility the way how I am and honoring every community by being wealthy and resourceful enough that I get to give back to the best of my abilities. I'm still not there yet, but hopefully in a reasonable period of time. I mean, if it's written, so shall it be. Uh, Yes. (laughs) So this is what I actually, and slowly but surely things, honestly, I'm not even going to lie, things slowly but surely were started to put in place. And that started to happen when I joined the university. The very first semester, I was like still to my origin sensitivity i was like oh my god so now that person said that thing it used to get in me you know due to previous trauma Mm -hmm. but then after the very first semester itself i was like you know what i can't be the same person i have to change for the better so Mm -hmm. the very first changing momentum was to socialize to the best of my abilities so i used to socialize with everyone anyone and that's where i started gaining a love for languages i i'm a language learner i love languages i love cultures so a lot of times when i get to be asked where am i from i'm actually mixed and mm. I'm multinational. Yeah, I'm mixed there of you four go. countries. <laughs> Love it. I'm mixed of, <laughs> yeah, so I'm mixed of four countries. But actually, I tend, I, a lot of people ask, where are you from? I was like, I'm multinational, I'm multicultural. I'm <laughs> yes. everyone and anyone. So I actually kept that to myself. And and I tried to bring the confidence in people, try to speak out to people. And I used to start growing little by little. And then I started to speak in a couple of people. And then there was the university, Got Talent or whatsoever. I participated as a motivational speaker. And, you know, there's some people, they do it for the recognition and all of that. But honestly, with an, an, an honest to God, I don't do it for that. Just do mm-hmm. it for the sake of what's that called to help people. Mm-hmm. Not like I expect anything in return, like it's just for the betterment of people. And as long as they're doing better, as they're doing good in life, I get very happy for them. And even like when I get to hear feedbacks, like, dude, the day, the last time you spoke, 
spoke to me, you changed my life. When I heard your word, you changed my life. It got to the better. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's had been the journey. I'm still learning and it's not the end. And hopefully, it's, certainly it's not the beginning. We're certainly in the process to progress and to encourage others to get the better of them. So yeah. Beautiful. There's so many things that you said, Usama, that I wanted to make a comment on. First of all, I just want to give a shout out to your parents for instilling these very positive beliefs and values in you. And secondly, I think that how you describe multinational, I think it just makes you a more empathetic person because you're not necessarily associated with one culture. And so, you know, naturally you have to learn about other people. You have to learn about the different parts of yourself and the different ethnicities or heritage that you have. And I say that because I feel like I can relate. Like, you know, my story is that my parents were immigrants from the Philippines who joined the American military. And when they were stationed in Japan, that's when I was born. So I was a, I'm this, uh, you know, colored woman <laughs> that mm-hmm. uh, is born on American soil in Japan. Oh. And it's, oh, wow. yeah, it's very interesting to share that with people because when they say, where are you from? I have to say like, do you have time for me to explain? Like there's not one <laughs> place that, that I'm from. And it's like, well, it's, well, it's a little interesting. My parents are from here, but I was born here, but it was on American soil. So <laughs> there's that. And, <laughs> and I think you're just a really good example of just being really open and understanding uh, from the get-go with people. I think that it's important to practice what I feel like I want to describe as compassionate communication. Like you mentioned this yourself. It's like, you know, before people could even call you names or before they can make assumptions or before they could even, you know, like fight back. If you, if you use the right words or if you have the right words or you connect with people in a certain way where it's not combative, where it's open and welcoming and hospitable, then there's a less likely chance that you're going to cause any aggression or any annoyance from the other party. And I feel like, I mean, I've heard stories of people butting heads here and there, but I, I think I feel like I've gained the kind of communication skills where it doesn't have to be an argument, you know, like it could be an open dialogue and it's really about being open to listening and validating people's stories and where they're from and hopefully finding common ground or respectfully agreeing to disagree. Mm-hmm. That's so correct, honestly. Yeah. I'm curious to know, what do you hope to, I guess, accomplish like moving forward? I mean, I know, first of all, you want to be an example. You want to put good out there. You want people to like, you know, have a positive reaction to, you know, what you're saying on stage and everything. I think what I'm trying to ask is, you know, what do you hope to do professionally or what are you doing professionally? However you want to, whichever one of those you want to answer that really applies this open-mindedness, you know, and having open, compassionate conversations. Like what are you hoping to do professionally with that in mind? Mm-hmm. That's an interesting question, honestly. I would love to be a professor lecturer. Joining the university, honestly, it's been like almost like years or so, I got to realize what my given 
gift was, is to teach. I realized that's what I truly like. I mean, I like doing, like helping people and teaching them the whatsoever that I've learned and then to teach whatever, like I've shared values, whatever I know about and to simplify to the best of my abilities. And I've done that actually for quite a worthwhile, like teaching the English language as a second language, teaching the Arabic, the basics, where people, they can speak properly and confidently within a short period of time without having to realize so much on those complex with the books and all of that with that kind of thing mm-hmm. and because i've got also a lot of positive feedbacks and positive responses from people they tell me like you know what you suit to be a professor like even some of my professors told me the same told mm-hmm. me like that would suit you really perfectly I would like to be a professor lecturer. I'd like to be a motivational speaker where I get to travel across the globe, like to get to speak in different conferences, different stages, where to address to people. And at the same time, being a consultant, a coach, where I get to speak to people one-on-one or so be it majority and really deeply, like as you said, to reach the heart primarily to reach the heart, not for the Mm. sake of views and all of that, but sincerely to reach the heart, the heart and soul, mind and body, because these are the most important organs. If you're able to touch it with really with sweetness as the short form of KISS stands for, by keeping it sweet and simple, Mm. so sweet that they'll be willing to taste it again. And so simple that would leave a dimple on their face, i.e. a smile that will push the enemies five miles apart. That's how I possibly think about it. So that's hopefully, that's one of the plans I would like to be and uh, to give back to the community to to the best of my abilities and capabilities while collaborating with a couple of people, i.e., for instance, like yourself and multiple other people who I got to know on LinkedIn who have been actually a very positive driven force to me and multiple others. That's my biggest ambition, actually, which I'm thriving towards. That's really exciting, Usama. I think you would probably make a great professor given just your willingness to learn from so many different people and wanting to share that, you know, to the next generation, really. So, Usama, I want to thank you so much for sharing your background and, you know, what you've accomplished so far academically and just your desire to connect with all sorts of people, really just humans. You you just have this desire to connect Mm -hmm. to the human heart, essentially, and also just your ambitions for your professional career. I know that you have a website right now where you, mm-hmm. you're helping people with English as a second language. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that and what inspired you to put this website together. Uh, I think uh, that's really a very good question. The reason being because English, it's uh, considered to be an international language. Like it's communicated everywhere and anywhere. Mm-hmm. But due to the fact because there are so many organizations, there's so many institutions that they offer, oh, pay this amount. Uh, sometimes it's really expensive. Some people, sometimes they're willing to start off a career or they're already working in a company, but they tell them like, you have to go for intensive. And sometimes they're not clicking very well with the tutors. Some of the tutors, what they really think about is the kitchen, as they call it. All they think about is money. Oh. Whether you are learning or not, Right. That's not, they don't really care about it. As long as they're getting the money, they're getting the income. So for basically, they'll be just scrapping off the uh, the screen and the notes. It's like, oh, okay, just from the screenshots. Like, okay, this, 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 okay. Class is over. So a language is uh, basically, it's based off practice. Mm. It's just like a bicycle. You can't learn a bicycle from notes. 
Mm -hmm. We learn by doing. And the same thing with language. We learn by doing relatively, by immersing into it, by by listening, by reading, and all of that. But speaking is the fundamental thing. Like one of the multilingual speaker back in the day, of course, he died a long time ago. He said, speak your desired language from day one. From the Mm. little that you know, you speak it. Mm. So that's how it is. So for me, it's because a lot of time, even people, when they learn English as a second language, they learn any languages for that matter. So they get really shy and they get really scared of the fact that if they make mistakes, people are going to be making fun of them. So I want to completely eradicate that. Eradicate yeah. all of those fear. So they even think of that and that sort of way, oh, they'll be made fun of. So they have the fear of speaking outside of their homes or outside of anywhere, or regardless of where they're heading towards. Always people will be poking fun of them or poking hand at them. Oh, how come you have an accent? Or oh, how's mm. this? This, that word is supposed to be pronounced like this. So they went completely with those kind of grammar Nazis that are going around and just be poking at them. No, they're cl- uh, clearly of the fact that they have identified them as weak. So that's mm. why they'll keep on stepping on them even more. So what I plan to do is that first, I, we need to eradicate that. They have to focus on themselves as opposed to others. The definition of confidence is being comfortable with yourself and you really care of what you think as regardless of what people think. Uh, it reminds me of a quote from one of the series that I've been watching, which is still, it's my favorite, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's season number five, episode 22, that says, life is unpredictable. Not everything is in our control, but as long as we're with the right people, we can handle anything, mm-hmm. right? And by circling ourselves at the same time with the right kinds of individuals around us, they will help us reach to whatever they want to get. And, and it has to always start with imagination really need to imagine themselves and picture themselves how they would like to be, how they see themselves in the Mm -hmm. moment. Do they learn it for the sake of showing off, or do they learn it for the sake of self-improvement? Because self-learning is the beginning stages of self-development, and self-development is the beginning steps of self-success, and self-success is the beginning of self-confidence. Wow. And imagination, as according to what Albert and I Imagination is everything. It's the preview to life's coming attraction. Mm. And it's even way higher than knowledge because knowledge is limited to whatever we know and understand. Wherever imagination embraces the world and there ever what we'll ever know, understand and thrive. Mm. So, yeah. Wow, Usama, you're going to make a great professor. Ah, thank you. Thank you very much. From you, of course, <laughs> learning from you and multiple others. I'm still a student and I'll always be a student. So, And I think that's the key, though, is, is understanding that no one has it figured out. We will always be students. And if we could always think with that mindset, I think we'll have a better understanding of people and give people grace and seek to understand rather than, you know, assume. Usama, I think we had a pretty good conversation today. Everything that you said had resonated with me. And I think that's a great way to really conclude this conversation. I like how you talked about self-confidence. I like the building blocks, essentially, that you have kind of visualized for us. For people that are interested in continuing the dialogue with you, continuing a conversation with you, how can they do that? How can they find you online? 
actually i'm available on linkedin and always ready to connect with anyone and everyone they can send me a request and if they're willing to connect up with me even i'm available actually in gmail and actually all of the details is available on linkedin Usama, it was an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. You are full of wisdom. You sound like an old soul in a young body. Do you have any last closing thoughts before we go? I would like just to just actually really to give it up by saying is that never give up and never back down. Just get up, show up, bless up, power up. And always remember when the sun rises, it will definitely set with you. So just be kind to yourself, be optimistic, and whatever happens, whatever sorts of good or bad happens, it's always for the betterment of you. Mm. But every sweetness is for your own good, every piece of joy, it's for your own, and at the same time, every sadness is good. But at the end of the day, we become grateful and thankful towards whatever we happen, we can prosper in no time. So yeah. Beautiful, Usama. I needed this conversation today. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. And to our listeners, thank you so much for joining us. And we look forward to speaking with you in another episode of Generic Conversations. Tune in next time.